0: A week and a half ago, I, I had made the decision that we wouldn't meet, that we would just do online stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. As a matter of fact, it's for some churches that have decided to do that. I, That's their decision, but I started to fall in line with what I was hearing, and and even though I didn't want to. you hear me? It's like I didn't want to hurt anyone. I didn't want to be responsible for hurting someone. And then it, it caused me to ask the question, what do I really believe? Do I, do I believe what I've been preaching every Sunday for the last four years? Or when fear comes or when sickness comes or when disease comes, are we going to close the doors? Or when you have the antidote to what their fears are, do you open the doors? And I'm not saying anything in relationship to those that are not here today. It's God, I, I just love the fact that we have free will. We each get to do what the Lord leads us to do. Those that are at home today, bless their hearts. I pray that the Lord is really just impacting them in a supernatural way in the place that they're at today. You don't have to be in a building. Church is wherever you are, amen? So this can be a really unique season. But it was, it was interesting how after I had put that information out, uh, it's awesome to surround yourself with men and women who love God okay, that are going to hear. How, do you remember what, what happened to Peter? Jesus was saying, pretty soon I'm going to have to go to the cross and they're going to beat me and all this. And, and Peter stands up and says, not me, not on my watch, right? Nobody's going to hurt you when I'm here, right? And what did Jesus say to him? Get behind me, Satan. You're only seeing things from man's perspective, not from God's. And Peter had the right intention in mind. He wanted to keep God safe, but literally it was contrary to what God wanted him to do. And he literally said, get behind me, Satan. Because he wasn't thinking from God's perspective, he was thinking from man's. And I sent out a memo to our board, letting them know kind of what I was thinking in relationship to response and so on. And I had one voice in the wilderness, and he's here. And I just applaud you, Jim, for being both a brother and a friend, he said it, he, was, he was so tactful, in, and he is, he's a tactful man, but he responded to me in the email. He says, okay, Jay, he says, I've always believed everything you've said that I've ever heard except for that. <laughs> Subtle. But it was exactly what Jesus was saying. You're, Jay, you're seeing things you're not seeing things from the right perspective. So praise God for counsel in our life. And, and that was the, that fanned into flame, the truth that I knew to be truth. And so thank you, Jim, for standing up. I don't know. We may not even be meeting today had he not. So each of us, again, I'm grateful that you decided to come. I'm not saying that we are some super spiritual because we are. Amen? It's just where the Lord has you. We're going to talk some scripture that's going to help us to understand a little bit better how to navigate this situation. But the title of our talk is, The Time Is Now. Nothing like this has ever happened in our generation. But none of us should be surprised because it's written about in the Bible and has been in there for thousands of years that this is the kind of stuff that we were going to experience it talks about the locust that's going on right now that's invading a country, the, 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 the drought that millions of acres in Australia were burned up, amen? And all of a sudden then disease also comes on. It's not, it's not if, it's when. And here it is. So our response to that is also in the Word. He says, do not fear. Take courage, for I the Lord... Am who's fighting your battles? And that we could literally be on the offensive. I just love this. You think of the, the picture of David and David and Goliath. All of the armies of the Lord sat up in the woods. Every time this giant came out, they ran back. Every time the roar came on, they ran back. David just happened to hear from the Lord from a different perspective. He said, don't you know who we are? We're the army of the Lord. I'm not shrinking back. I'm going at them. And he saw that it was his time. They even tried to give him all kinds of heavy armor and big swords and big shields. And he's just like, he couldn't even walk. Can you see him? He's just like, man, this stuff, this ain't for me. And he shed it all. And he took that which the Lord gave him, that he had equipped him with in his own life, in his own testimony, that rock and a sling. And he ran at that enemy, not in fear, but in the understanding that the overwhelming victory was already his, so he went at it. He wasn't responding in fear. Do we have opportunity to do the same right now? Yes, yes. And I believe that your being here puts you in the place that God has you positioned to go into it as opposed to being like others that are woeing from it. Are you with me? And, and there are going to be those. Let's go into uh, Psalm 91. Anybody ever heard of Psalm 91? Well, this psalm was written for today. I don't think it needs any help in the preaching those who live in the shelter of the most high see those are both capitalized right so who is that god will find rest in the shadow of the almighty capital a this i declare about the lord he alone is my refuge my place of safety He is my God, and I trust Him. For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Come on. His promises are are your armor and your protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrows that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though 10,000 are dying around you, these evils will not touch you what do you believe it's what do you do you really believe this i'm not uh, hear me we have to ask ourselves do we believe this or don't we amen and i'm not trying to tell anybody or use spiritual abuse that you should be somewhere where you're not but we have to recognize either this is truth or it's not And it's being tested in our mix right now. Right now. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. Now, God did not bring this disease on to punish his people. Christ took the curse of the punishment that we deserve upon himself. But sin has entered the world. And it will continue to be in this world until Christ comes again. And the roaring lion wants to kill, steal, and destroy you. He wants to debilitate you in fear, so that you do not hang on to the promises of God, and you rely somehow on something else for your strength—doctors, medications, uh, hunker down in your house. And again, I'm not no condemnation for who, those who are there, but either I'm going to stand and be counted, because now's my time. For a time such as this, are we going to, we have the antidote. Come on. They're trying. Scientists are looking all over. They're working their tails off 24 hours, 24-7. What do we do about this? If my people would rise up and turn from their ways, right in that same scripture is where it talks about the locusts. It talks about the disease. It talks about the drought. It's the scripture right before that. that says, but if my land, if my people would stand up, turn from their ways, pray to God, I'll hear their prayers, and I'll heal their land. Ooh! I know that was Old Testament and I know that God didn't bring the curse and I know all the curse was taken on Christ himself but I do know that if all the people of God in the body of Christ were to lock arms and say to this mountain be moved it will move. It will move. It has no choice. He said it was finished. He said it's finished. Not me. He said it's finished. Easter He's coming. you with me? Like, he's risen. He's conquered it. There's victory over it. We're going to be celebrating it in another three weeks. But we can celebrate it today, church. Come on, we can celebrate it today. This should be contagious. Because we have what everyone else is looking for, and we don't need to wait until whatever the date is to be able to celebrate this good news that he has overcome and had victory over sickness, disease, and even death. Do I really, really believe that? Hmm. I will make. Uh, no, here. Here's the R part. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you. No plague will come near your home. Anybody got a yabut yeah there? Come on, where's my yeah I And mean, this is truth. For he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample on lions and cobras. You will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. That just preaches me powerful. Because when we're standing in that parking lot, praying over for people, praying over if they're wanting laying on hands, if they're wanting anointing, the power of the risen Lord is protecting me from everything that's going on. There is a hedge of protection around me, the entourage of angels that follow us around. Man, you think them MMA fighters got people that bring them into the fight? Well, this is my guy back here, right? They're protection. They're going to be the posse. I got a posse man. And wherever I go, that entourage of angels is making a way. The way maker lives in me. And he's called me, he's called you to make a way. For other people to see the reason for the hope that you have. Man, it's our time. It's our time. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Isn't that just amazing? promise. So Romans Romans 15. This is interesting now. This is where we go in with the heart of Christ. Amen. So Romans 15. We who are strong must be considerate of those who are sensitive about things like that. Does that make sense? Now, all of a sudden, you can see where spiritual pride could get in the way here, huh? Man, why'd you stay home? What's wrong with you? You know, don't you know that God is doing this? And man, you should be out doing this and you should be... No one in the world, you're not God of their life. You are to come under them in the place that they're at, being sensitive. They are operating in fear, whoever that is, and that's their reality. You can't shut them out of fear. It's impossible. But you can love them out of it by coming under them in that place helping them to know that they're loved and that everything is going to be okay and that you can pray with them and be sensitive about the concerns that they have. I got a call. This is so awesome. We were doing parking lot prayer yesterday or day before. And I got a call, a message on my Facebook page from a woman that I served with in the Marine Corps, and I have not talked to her since 1980. And there was a message. She says she would like virtual prayer th- drive through and so Rochelle and I, when we got to the parking lot, called her. She lives in Georgia. Hadn't heard her voice in so many, so many, so many years. And her mother's 93 years old, and she's in an assistant living facility, and she, her health is failing, and she can't see her. Come on. The last thing in the world I could have done to that girl is, oh, you shouldn't worry about that. Oh, what's, where's your faith? Don't you know that she's going to be in a better place? I could think of all kinds of ways to lord over her in some spiritual language. But what Rochelle and I did was allowed her to have tears and cry, and she called it a frog in her throat, but we knew. But we got to give her hope. We got to pray in agreement that God would make a way. That she would be able to be with her mother during this time. That she would be able to embrace her mother and be with her mother in these days. God will make a way. He's going to be the way maker. No matter what these people are dealing with, as long as you know the way maker, you're going to know how to pray for them so that the way maker makes a way in their life. Not because they're doing things right or wrong, but because God has already done everything right. Be considerate. We must not just please ourselves. We should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. For even Christ didn't live to please himself. As scripture says, the insults of those who insult you, O God, have fallen on me. Such things were written in scripture long ago to teach us and the scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait Patiently for God's promises to be fulfilled may God who gives this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other as fitting followers of Christ Jesus then you can all join together with one voice I really once again think that God has a, a sense of humor I was sharing with with a couple of people this morning, but um, the Lord gave me a word at the beginning of the year for our church. And the word was connectivity. Look at here. <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about, Lord? I thought, I thought we were supposed to be able to connect. We need to be more connected this year. You see what the evil one is trying to do? Can we stay connected? Huh? Can we? It may not be as convenient to just come in on a Sunday morning and see all the people that you'd love to love on. We might have to do some things. We may have to make some phone calls. We may have to pray with people over the phone or, or if, they, if they're willing to be able to have a visitor come by. We have a real opportunity to use this word connectivity through the power of the Holy Spirit where we literally have one voice and that we can come together as the body of Christ whether we're in person or by spirit, one voice giving praise and glory to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept each other just as Christ accepted you so that God will be given glory. I pray God, the source of hope, Will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in Him. Not your job, not your health care provider, not your distance from another person, but truly your trust is in Him. Then you will overflow with confident hope. What you're hearing from me this morning is an overflow of confident hope. It's confident hope. My hope is in what the Lord says and I'm not going to bend a knee to what the evil one is roaring today. Amen? In our home in the last week and a half, Rochelle and I, our relationship has flourished. We're spending more time in the Lord. We're doing more overtly discussing things that are going on and what's God's perspective on things. And as we point to him for the reason for our own hope, we are strengthened and encouraged. And guess what? We have laughter in our home. There's joy at our place. If you're looking for some joy, other than the kids being a little tired because I think they gamed last night. This is a gamer's paradise, by the way. But one thing that they did yesterday, which was really unique, and I really honor them for doing this, but Rochelle, we were doing a conference call with some of the folks from the church in the evening, and, and um, before we got on there, Rochelle says, let's go for a walk around the block. She yells up to the boys that are upstairs, and, and guess what? They came. It was cold. It was windy. It wasn't the first thought they had in mind. Matter of fact, it was sacrificial for them to do it. But you know what? We went on that walk together. And I don't know if the four of us have ever done that ever. They didn't need to have a lot of words shared. As a matter of fact, I think Elijah did spinners all the way down the hill, running down the hill. But, but that moment, Rochelle was going, oh, I wish I had my phone to click a picture of her two boys in front of her. She said, I'm with my boys. There was joy. We didn't care what that house or that house or that house was doing. But as for our house, there was joy. It comes from the Lord. It comes from the presence of the Lord. No matter if you're going for a walk when it's freezing cold and you're walking into the wind, whatever it is that we're facing, there's joy in his strength, there's joy in the Lord and not in our own capacity. That source of hope that you would overflow with the confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. The, your own capacity to be able to do the things that Christ is asking you to do is impossible. You will wear out. You'll wear out. There's a lot of people right now that feel the burden that other people are carrying and they feel like they have to fix them all. And they are running themselves ragged. Now the sacrifice, there's nothing wrong with the sacrifice. But if you feel somehow that that's something that you are to take on in your own strength and in your own capacity, you're going to be one we're going to be ministering to in a week from now. It's all done through the wisdom and power of the Holy Spirit as He leads you. Before you go and do that thing, before you do that thing, ask Him, is this what you're calling me to do, Lord? Because it really feels good to help other people. But it only is going to feel good as long as you have strength to endure. Amen? And that power has to come from the Holy Spirit. Colossians 1 11, we also pray that you will be strengthened with all his glorious power so you will have the endurance and patience you need. May you be filled with joy, always thanking the Father. He's enabled you to share in the inheritance that belongs to his people who live in the light. That's our part again, who live in the light. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of Corona. He's rescued us from it. Literally transferred us then. Transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son. And guess what? In the kingdom of his dear son, there is no death. There is no disease. There's only wholeness and health, prosperity. Every spiritual blessing exists in his kingdom. And it's a promise that that is our inheritance. Our part is to live in it. who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. Do you realize how pleasing it must be to the Lord for those who recognize all that he's done for them in a time like this? Like, like Carla, she gets it, right? Like, he's just got to find, oh man, she gets it. She's just, she's walking in, she has joy. He's like, she understands the magnitude of what I did. She's not operating in fear and, and she's not lording it over anyone else. And, but wherever she is, she's sensing me. Amen. Man, that's recognizing that he purchased that freedom for us. Don't give, don't give it back. Amen. Don't give, don't give anything back to the one he has already purchased it from. We're free wherever the spirit of the Lord is and he forgave our sins and our sickness and our disease was taken from us. So God, his son Jesus, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation For through him God created everything in the heavenly realm and on earth. He made the things that we can see and things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. He was created, everything was created through him and for him. He existed before anything and he holds all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is his body. He is the beginning supreme over all who rise from the dead. So he is first in everything. For God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through him God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. What about everything that he made peace with? Are we not seeing? But, you must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Jim, for helping me to stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you first heard the good news. The good news has been preached all over the world, and I, Paul, have been appointed as God's servant to proclaim it. I'm glad when I suffer for you in my body, for I am participating in the sufferings of Christ that continue for his body, the church. The Lord grieves for those who are grieved right now. And if it means I have to suffer or you have to suffer to help some to not be suffering, that's our part. God has given me the responsibility of serving his church by proclaiming the entire message to you. This message was kept secret for centuries and generations past, but now it has been revealed to God's people For God wanted them to know that the riches and the glory of Christ are for us. And this is the secret. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. Christ lives in you. you. The one who conquered, the one who created The one who reconciled, the one who gives the inheritance, the one who purchased, he lives in you. That's the secret. I love that. This gives you assurance of sharing in his glory. So we tell others about Christ, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom God has given us. We want to present them to God perfect in their relationship to Christ. That's why I work and struggle so hard depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Ephesians 6, verse 10, a final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. He's promised us his armor will protect us. Amen? Our part is to what? Put it on. Put it on. What is this armor that he's talking about? For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, are we? This is a perfect example. You can't see that. You can't see that thing. But we know that God knows that the fight is not about what we see, but what we don't see. So, but against ruler, evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against the evil spirits in the heavenly realms, therefore put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil that's today. Then, after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground. Stay the course. That's what I've been hearing from the Lord from the on start of this. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. Stay the course. course. Keep your eyes on me. Keep your eyes on me. You're not responsible for what other people do. You're only responsible for what I would have you to do. And no one else is hearing me the way you're hearing me. And that's because I'm speaking to you. And he's speaking to you and to you and to you and to you and to you as what he would have for you to do. Each of us who have ears to hear, I pray you are radically obedient to what he's asking you to do. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of the good news, right? Body armor of God's righteousness. The belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. God's righteousness is my armor, it's not Jay's armor. It's my right standing with God it allows me to operate in his power and his authority. It's essential that I put that on. So it's not in my righteousness or the things that I'm trying to be. Oh, look at what Jay did or look, look at what Rochelle did. But look at what God does to a yield, in and through a yielded life. And that righteousness and right standing only comes from Christ and Christ alone. I'm not a right fighter. I'm a truth fighter. Amen? The way, the truth, and the life. Put on that. It says, for shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. Do you have peace on your countenance? in the people you're talking to, in the environments that you're in, when God has you in a place, are you exuding peace or are we commiserating? Lipness test. We can certainly talk on the same subject and show what peace looks like in this storm. Amen. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. They're coming, aren't they? You better not do this and don't do that and don't do this and roar, roar, roar. That shield of faith. I'm going to believe the truth, not the circumstance. Amen. Put on the salvation as your helmet. Salvation is the good news, it's the gospel itself. And I think that the way he puts it here, it being your helmet, is what guards your mind, is guarding your thoughts. It's keeping the good news of God's salvation and all that He's done for us right here, protected at all times so it does not become double-minded. Amen? Keeping that armor on our heads, believing the truth. And take the sword of the Spirit, capital S, which is the Word of God. Every single thing that wars against us, I speak out spiritual, scriptural truth Against that enemy and it has no choice but to bend. Are we following each other? But we have to know the word to use the word. We have to know God's word to use God's word for this purpose. If you want to know God's word, you have to open your Bible. I'm not saying you have to know how to read it. Ask him to read it to you. We did a flop open yesterday talking about, you know, some of the concerns about gathering together and whether we should or shouldn't, you know, all that stuff. Taking our thoughts captive, turning them to obedience to Christ. And Rochelle says, I I heard from the Lord, we're supposed to read from Zephaniah. A lot of Zephaniah readers out here? Okay, well, we flopped open to Zephaniah, and the first words she said were, gather together. Yes, I say gather together. Come on. You can't make that stuff up. And why does he say it? Because we're seeking. If you seek, you will find. Draw near to him. He will draw near to you. Get in there. Allow him to show and reveal himself to you in that way. So you recognize it for what it is. It's the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, that literally is the life, our our life depends on it. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. I'm praying right now. I have been praying this whole time. Now, how, 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 how does that work? I'm not a multitasker. Matter of fact, we talked about compartmentalizing things, and us men have a challenge kind of getting outside and inside the box. But the words that come from my mouth, the actions that I do, the expressions that are on my face, I want them to come from Him. And so I'm tapping. I'm not talking to you from me. I'm serious. I'm talking to you from what the Lord is revealing to me for you, I take zero credit for it. amen, zero credit and i 'm praying even right now now there's some people in here thinking, well, how do you do that it's not it 's it's, 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 it's a, not a conversation it's a it 's a habitation Does that make sense it 's a habitation I abide my He says abide in me and I will abide in you and abide is an abode. It's a place where you live. I remain in him and him in me and he is not silent at any moment. He's always speaking as whether or not I'm listening. And I'm speaking to him at all times. You can't even imagine the thoughts that have gone through my mind that I've prayed for for you while we've been talking. You have no idea, but he says that that's what we're to do, and to stay alert. It says stay alert because, and persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Stay alert. Man, you, God will give you eyes to see what other people are enduring. Amen? what they're going through, and ways that you can sow into their life. He'll give you words of knowledge. He'll give you something prophetic. He'll give you a go and pray for this person and they will be healed. He'll just say things like that constantly, constantly. Stay alert, stay alert. We prayed before you guys came in here that if anyone came in here that had a need, that the Lord, the Lord would satisfy that need through his word. Amen? That's prayer before prayer during and we're going to be praying throughout the day that whatever word was planted in you that God would do that which was purposed to do so we can go out and be who God created us to be Mark 16 these miraculous this is Jesus speaking these miraculous signs will accompany those who believe they will cast out demons in my name They will speak in new languages. They will be able to handle snakes with safety. And if they drink anything poisonous, it won't hurt them. They will be able to place their hands on the sick, and they will be healed. He's not saying go out and find some serpents and drink some poison. They're around you right now they're around you right now, and they're roaring. He wants you to walk in the strength and in faith, in the promises of what he says, so you can speak to the circumstances about how big your God is versus the circumstances telling you how big they are. I believe in the place that I believe, and I know in my knower That when I pray for people in the name of Jesus, that when I lay my hands on them, uh, they will be healed. I believe that if I'm praying for somebody and laying hands on somebody, that I'm protected by the blood of Jesus. I believe that. It wasn't easy growing my faith to come to this place. So there's no harm or condemnation or nothing that should be seen as, well, I'm just not far enough or whatever that looks like. God has you in a perfect place right now to be able to exercise your faith and He will never allow you to be harmed. If you're, whatever you're doing for Him, He will allow you to prosper. As a matter of fact, if you've never laid hands on somebody for healing in your life and you in faith do that for someone... I think your chances of seeing that healing come to fruition are greater than most. Because he sees your step of faith and he so wants you to be boosted in that. That's why the faith of a child, man. If you're sick, bring on the kids. Because they haven't got their heads all messed up thinking that it's not possible. They have faith. Jesus said it, I believe it, and that's just the way it's going to be. Bring the faith of a child. Unless you have faith of a child... Man, I'd say a child is going to move mountains a lot faster than some of us real studied theologians. Amen?